and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Community Connections Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Warner, and joining me again today is Emily Thomas. Yes, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And uh, I'm excited to bring you this community organization um, on as a guest today. Ashley Phillips is the executive director of Davidson County First Hope Ministries. And uh, we've not featured this organization yet. I know we've done quite a few, and there's many, many more organizations in the Davidson County area that we need to feature. But I am super happy to speak with Ashley today. Welcome uh, on the podcast, Ashley. Thank you for having me. And if you could just tell us a little bit about uh, what it is that that First Hope Ministries um, does. So Davidson County First Hope Ministries, which is formerly Crisis Ministry of Davidson County, we operate two emergency shelters, one that houses uh, about 64 uh, single adults, 48 males, 16 females. And then we have a family shelter that can accommodate up to 24 individuals. Breaking that down is about seven families. Um, we have case management here on site that helps these folks go from homeless to back into the community um, being self-sufficient. So our case managers work very closely with these clients from the time that they enter the shelter until the time that they leave the shelter. We also operate a food pantry and clothing closet that folks from the community can come shop every three months for items that themselves or their family may be in need of. I think all of that is incredible and so needed. Um, I did notice when looking at your website that you guys had a lot on there about uh, destigmatizing the people that are experiencing homelessness in that population. Um, and can you speak to, to how that works and the importance of that? Yes. So, so many folks think of homelessness as or homeless individuals as bums or addicts or um, drug abusers or um, lazy, just lazy people. Um, And that's terrible that that's the stereotype that they get um, from our community or from individuals that are not educated and don't know. um, But that's so not true. Yes, is there drug addictions or drug addicts out there? Of course. Um, Are there alcoholics out there? Yes. And the majority of those folks are not homeless. Um, The folks that come to our shelter um, really have just been at life's hardest parts in their life. And they run out of resources or they have exhausted all their funds because of lack of jobs. you know, maybe they've lost their job and they've used all their savings to pay their mortgage and then they ended up homeless. Um, so that's why I'm thankful that we can have an organization such as Davidson County First Hope Ministries that can provide that shelter um, to get these folks off the street. Um, because typically it's the children. Um, you know, we're seeing a roughly we have about 10 children over there right now. Um and there's a, probably about 110 homeless children just right here in the city of Lexington. You know, to me, you know, a couple of things that you said um, I connected with, um, you know, I, so I was a counselor by trade that, that worked with um, uh, substance abuse. Um, and you're absolutely right. Is there a population that, that fits that category? Sure. But, but that's not the marker. Right. And I think right. when we talk about stereotypes, to me, what I hear is, is that 
we we think that there's a almost like a, a I'll do air quotes uh, and say it since you can't see me air quotes of there's a reason that they're in the place that they are or that they're in the trouble that they're in. And that's unfortunate, right? Because we're all humans and we've all made, uh, you know, decisions that we would like to get back, especially when we're talking about substance use, right? But at some point it becomes a medical issue. It becomes, a, it becomes an issue that we need to provide help with. And homelessness is an issue that you all serve specifically. And that is not based off of whether somebody has um, substance use issues or that they don't want to work or there's something undesirable about them that puts them in that space. And I appreciate you talking to that stigma, especially on your, on your website, because um, we're all humans and we all need help sometimes. And you talked about being at the hardest points uh, of your life that, that you need help with that. Right. And uh, it's, it's great. You know, I think of, you know, you talk about the basic needs that we have shelter and food and things. And you talked about um, the, the pantry that you have and, and people can um, receive food and things like that. Can you tell us a little bit about the specifics on, on how that stuff works? Yes. So our food pantry is um, operates Monday through Friday from eight to five. Um, same hours for our clothing. Um, individuals from the community can come. They come to the front office. Um, we get their general information just so that we can keep up that they're coming on an every three month basis. They come, they can shop the food pantry as they would a normal grocery store. They have that independence. They push a buggy, a cart around. They can get flour, sugar, peanut butter, cereal, milk. Um, we have meats in the freezer. Um, most of the time we do have some fresh fruit available as well and fresh veggies, seasonal, depending on, um, you know, donations. But we do have some of those items available, um, canned food, canned fruit, canned uh, meats and vegetables, um, whatever that they may need. And then as far as clothing, they can shop in the clothing closet, um, get whatever they may need for themselves or their children. Um, we're talking clothes all the way down to um, we probably have some pocketbooks and things like that. That's not really a necessity, but things that are donated that um, people still like to feel um, like they're somebody. So we have things like dresses and things for church. We have nicer suits for interviews and and also everyday wear just to keep somebody warm. Um, so we have lots of variety of different things, children's, men, women, all types of clothing that are available. Um, and it's just as simple as walking through the door and just telling us what you need. I think that's really neat and cool how you set it up where they can still get the cart and go through. And even if it's not stuff they absolutely need, it's still important to people to have that stuff. So I think that's really cool. Um, if people were interested in helping out with that, whether it be volunteering or donating, how would, how should they go about that? So we are always in need of donations. Uh, we take non-perishable items. We take um, cooked food, perishable. Um, if somebody feels like cooking a baked spaghetti, we can feed the shelter with that food. If somebody just wants to donate two cans of um, ravioli, we can use those. So just people need to realize that it does not have to be a large amount to make a difference in someone's lives, because it could be that a mom is just looking for lunch to send with a child to school or cereal for their kids for breakfast. So it does not have to be a large amount of donations. Um, donations can be dropped off Monday through Friday. 
um, right in the front office. Um, of course, monetary donations are always nice too to keep our shelter operating and paying the six to seven thousand dollar light bill that has occurred over each month. Um, but volunteers are welcome to call the office and get that set up. Um, we accept volunteers for the shelter, for the food pantry, and clothing closet. So volunteers are needed in every area of our organization. Now, uh one thing that I didn't mention when we introduced you is that you used to be a, a case manager here and worked with, um, I, I know you still said you're very hands-on, but at least then you were in the case manager role. Can you speak a little bit about what your case management does for the individuals who receive your services? Yes. So case management. Yes. I was the case manager here for four years prior to becoming the director here. Um, title does not mean much to me. Um, I love being the director. Don't get me wrong, but I'll sweep and clean a bathroom if need be. Um, I'm a very hands-on person and I am a, I like working with individuals and learning their stories. Um, so that's what my case management team does. I have three case managers that work here, um, two that does the adult shelter and one that does the family shelter. They meet with clients within their 24 to 48 hours of checking into the shelter. They will continue to meet with that client on a monthly basis, doing housing assessments. Um, we're making referrals to mental health. Mental health is about 80% of our population. Um, making referrals to um, any type of medical treatment, doctor's appointments, getting these clients social security cards, license, IDs, whatever they need to be doing to get them closer to permanent housing. So from 24 hours of entering the shelter until their exit date, our case manager works with these clients nonstop um, to get them the resources and whatever they need to be self-sufficient in the community. Could you speak a little bit to what a day at the shelter looks like for a resident in terms of, you know, do they spend a lot of time there or are they out? Um, you what is the, are they eating there or, you know, just kind of what a day looks like for them? So a typical day here at the shelter, and I'm just going to do the adult shelter because the family shelter is a little bit more lenient because there is kids and they're able to cook their own meals. Um, at the adult shelter, they do get up at 530 in the morning. Um, they're getting ready for the day. Um, they take whatever needed items they may need throughout the day. Um, we do have a day room. So they'll have a light breakfast, cereal, um, toast, um, things like that. They will go out and look for work, weather permitting. Um, as I said, we do have a day room, which has television, Wi-Fi access for job searching and things like that. Um, we typically do have some activities planned throughout the day. Um, we have some slotted times. They may play card games or checkers or something to keep them occupied throughout the day, especially the ones that have disabilities and that don't need to be out looking for work. Um, they do have lunch around 12 to 1. They have lunch and then everybody comes back in to the main dining area at 6. They have dinner and then we also, um, they starting, they do chores. They start getting everything cleaned up and they have showers and it's ready for bed. Organizations like y'all's do wonderful work every day that that go unnoticed by most of society most of davidson county doesn't think about you know first hope ministries in uptown lexington right and you know i know we're all busy and we, we've been going through this pandemic 
um, and it's it's been difficult. But I really encourage that if you're listening to this and and you feel like you can help in some way, that you reach out and do that. And and we'll in a minute talk about how they can get in contact with y'all and 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 actually make those donations and things like that to you and and help. But first, I, I did want to sort of ask. I know that it's 2022 and we're coming out of a lot of pandemic restrictions and things like that. What has been the impact on your organization from, from COVID? So the biggest probably impact that we've had is we've seen a drop in financially, um, the donations financially that's come in. Um, but by the grace of God, we have still been able to, um, provide the same services that we always have. We have expanded our services a little bit. We did have to create a sick room um, because of allowing folks with COVID to still have shelter and try to keep them isolated. And then the, the couple residents that we did have with COVID within our shelter, we tried to create a space that they could be isolated as well, as well. Um, I think we've had to go on lockdown three times. Um, so that means that they didn't leave throughout the day, um, which made everybody a little grumpy <laughs> because they didn't want to be told they couldn't leave. Um, so it did. There was a couple of times it was a little bit stressful, but we did. I feel like we met their needs as much as possible. And um, they ate three meals a day and took um, had snacks and made the best of it. But um I think creating that sick room has probably been our best um, lifesaver just because we've been able to have that isolation zone to keep folks away from the healthy ones. Um, and then also, um, you know, been able to have that um, that place that we could, if even if we had question about, we could send someone into that sick room and they still receive the same services as the healthy person. Nobody was not fed or anything like that. They still receive the same um, services. So it, um, I would say the biggest um, obstacle is just um, going through the financial um, rough spots, um, but we, we made it through it and hopefully looking to do a lot better in 2022 um, as we get started with this new year. Now, Ashley, I know we focused a lot on your organization. I was wondering if we could focus a little bit on you for a second. And you just tell us how you got into working, um, you know, for this organization and, and even just the work that, that you've been doing. So prior to me coming here, I was um, over in Alzheimer's unit at uh, Brookstone Retirement Center. I worked there for about 10 years. So I've always been in that field where I want to help people. Um, and God led me to this organization. Um, I knew the, the previous director. Um, and so I came and I found out that she had a case manager job open. I came and interviewed, um, and she hired me to be the case manager. Um, I was a little skeptical about taking the position here because I had always been helping people as far as maybe, at their end times of life, um, they were already in assisted living. Um, so we were trying to make their last days better, um, sort of as hospice does. Um, and then transitioning over to um, the homeless population, they needed a different, they needed more of a, a restart to their life. They were beginning a new path in their life. And so um, 
we're still, I'm still helping people just in a different aspect. Um, and just seeing the success stories um, makes it all worth a while. Um, I have compassion for people. Um, I have a heart for people. And so I enjoy what I do here. I'm very blessed. Um, when I got offered the executive director's position here, um, I was first, I thought maybe it was a dream. I really can't believe that this was actually happening, but um, very blessed and very honored. That's why I don't, I don't, think title should matter. Um, I say it all the time. I put my pants on just like everybody else does. And it doesn't matter if you're homeless or you're executive director. Um, you know, it's, there's no difference. Um, we're still human. We're still God's child. So we need to love as he would have loved us. You know, I, when you, when you say that, I hear meeting people where they're at. And uh, whether that's, you know, you talked about um, being at Brookstone and, and in hospice, you know, uh, Emily um, being one of our social workers, you know, it, it's all about meeting people where they're at. And if you can do that, you can have the capacity to help, right? No matter what the scenario is, right? When you can see people um, not as a, a thing that needs help or a just something that, that you have to do, but you see them as compassionate um, human beings, um, like yourself, I think that's a, that's a, a great starting place. So actually that was, uh, I would appreciate you talking about that because, um, you know, I, we can all use more of that in our world today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to get into the specifics of how people help. I know you talked about donating food and financial. So do they bring food to y'all? Is that, or do you have like spots set up around the County? How do people get tangible items to you so they can bring them to the front office our front office is located right across the street from the shelter so 107 east first avenue right here in lexington um, right off main street um, as i said our office hours are monday through friday from eight to five um, anybody can drop off a donation if it's after five o'clock we do have a drop bin on the side of the family shelter for clothing or household items, shoes, um, anything that can, you know, be left overnight. And then our clothing director will open the um, clothing bin and check it each day. Um, checks can be mailing in. Um, again, it's 107 East First Avenue is the same mailing address. Um, Financial donations can be mailed in. We can also accept online donations through PayPal. It's connected right with our website, DavisonCountyFirstHope.org. Um, can be straight sent by PayPal, and then we can uh, PayPal will send us a check, and we can get it deposited right into our banking account. All money that's donated, um, every piece of clothing, um, goes right back into our community goes into helping every food item, every um, monetary donation. The monetary donation goes to operating the shelter and the food goes to either the pantry, which helps the community folks, or it goes right into the shelter to feed the homeless. And I know we talked a little bit earlier about volunteers. Um, can you talk a little bit more about like specifically what they do and how they help? Yes, so volunteers can come in. Uh, we will assign them to either the food pantry, the clothing closet, or like if it's a weekend or after hours, then they can do it at the um, 
actually at the shelters, maybe serving meals or preparing meals and bringing them in. Um, the food pantry, the volunteer would be checking dates of food, of donations that come in, sort through donations. Um, it's set up, as I said, like a grocery store. So they would just put the cans on the on the shelf, green beans with the green beans and canned fruit, you know, so forth. Um, just making sure that they're in date and, um, you know, keeping it neat and clean, um, free of clutter so that shoppers can come in and shop. The clothing closet, if there's a volunteer down there, they would, again, sort through donations. Um, everything is put through either the washer and the dryer, depending if it needs to be laundered. Um, if something comes in and it's clean, um, we still put it through the dryer for 20 minutes and that just keeps down from any critters uh, sneaking in. Um, and again, it's just sorted through. It's either hung up. We have it all by size, uh, by gender. Um, household items are separated, bed linen, um, and it's just folded and hung up, put on the shelves as needed. And if people are interested in volunteering, would you have them uh, call you? Yes, they can call me uh, 336-248-6684. If I'm not available, they can speak with the office, the front office uh, assistant. And we will put your website address and phone number in the episode description uh, in case you're interested in any of the stuff that we've talked about. I guess to close, uh, Ashley, I would just uh, love to thank you for coming on. And I would also like to just hear sort of where do you see, um, I know that you've talked about expansion of some programs and things like that. Uh, is it is it now time to just maintain and get back to the services you provide? Or where do you think you all are headed in the future in this um, wonderful organization? So we do have plans for the future to relocate and build um, a new shelter. Of course, that's that takes money. Um, so we do have um, the architect has already um, had got the plans and blueprints already squared away. We're just waiting on some great donors to uh, financially fund us. Um, our board does not want to break ground until we are 100% financially able to do um, break ground um, and be able to afford that move. We have already secured the two properties on Ninth Avenue. Um, so that will be our new location. So that is our future. Um, we will still operate as normal. Um, until that happens and afterwards. But I do see great things in our future as our community um, continues to support us and the homeless population in our community. Well, if there's one thing I know about uh, the uh, the people of Davidson County is they support great organizations. So, you know, I'm really happy that you all um, are, are um, getting your move and transitions that you need. And, um, you know, again, we'll we'll make this plea for you if you uh, want to support uh, First Hope uh, Ministries. Uh, you know, in Davidson County, please please go to their website or, or reach out to them. Ashley, thank you so much for um, coming on uh, with us today. We are still putting out episodes every other week, and um, if you like what you heard, please uh, subscribe to us, uh, give us a review, and uh, otherwise, we'll just continue to put out. Uh, more great content from organizations like this one.